guys, this is Period Sis, the podcast where we talk about all kinds of things from mental health to spirituality to physical health, sexuality, and all kinds all of other things. So my name is Charisma. I'm a DBH graduate. I have my doctoral degree in behavioral health, and I'm also a mental health clinician. And it's Chevy, and I am an administrative supervisor at a behavioral health clinic. We can't wait for you to check out our podcast. Thanks, you guys, for joining in. We hope you enjoy it. And please um, do send us your requests or your topics. Yeah, whatever. All that other ish, like we just said, you know. (laughs) Hit us up. Love you. Thank you, guys. Hello, hello. Hello, world. (laughs) Did y'all miss us? I know y'all did, because I miss y'all. It has been a long time. Forgive us, y'all. We are (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to apologize at this point, because some people probably like, baby, what is y'all doing? The lie. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. We have been, obviously, super busy, but we have not forgotten about our listeners out there. We have not, y'all. Great things have happened for us over these times. Um, So, we just ready to start back spilling some tea and having some good discussion with y'all. We hope y'all ready. We hope y'all are still tuning in to us. And, um, sis, let's get this party started. Yes, let's do it. So, you know, I definitely want to ask how you've been. Let's update the people. So I've been well, um, a little stressed, uh, just happened recently. So, you know, y'all, I let y'all, I'm an open book about my job and things like that. Um, and my front desk girl just left me. So I am, um, back to being alone. Anybody know pre-COVID, um, I was in the office by myself for about a year, um, well, not by myself, like the clinicians were there, but as far as administrative wise, um, I was in there a year by myself. Um, she came and she stayed a little over a year and now she has uh, moved on to work in a, a field that's related to her education, which I'm very happy for her. So <clears throat> now I'm back to uh, square one because people don't really want to work no more you guys like the the struggle is real out here with finding good people to come into your place of employment so that's you know that's what the tea is on me right now I mean you definitely right about the um employment thing a lot of times though honestly people are like well no one wants to work well I mean that's true but when you had Let's just say if we're specifically talking about people who were getting unemployment, when they're making more on unemployment than they were at their job, that's a problem with the system, not the people who are getting it. Because I would, too, honestly, if it was me, I would be like, okay, what I need to work for if I can make this, you know, without working. That means that people need to pay more. Right. Agreed. 100%. A livable wage. Right. And that's the issue with a lot because jobs expect so much out of people when you only give them a little bit to work with. Like, I got to bust my tail to make sure I'm on time. I got to make sure I'm giving good customer service. I got to make sure I have empathy. I have to make sure I'm professional. Like, it's a lot that goes into it. I got to make sure all this paperwork done for like $10. Right, right. It's $10. And you can make more than that now at Target or at 
McDonald's starting at ten dollars. You know what I'm saying? So it's just getting to a point where we really have to take a step back and figure out like exactly what we want to do in life and is what we're doing worth the the mental capacity that we're able to deal with. Right. Cause I'm always telling people, you know, like don't let a job take your peace of mind and your mm-hmm. sanity because they will replace you in, you know, a day. If they have someone available to do it, they'll get that person to do it. Just like that, um, Zoom call. I don't know if you heard about it. I can't remember the company, but the CEO or whatever he was fired 900 people on Zoom. Literally made it about 900. Yes. I didn't even know that many people could be on Zoom at the same time. (laughs) First of all, I didn't either. But yes, he got them all on and he told them, if you're on this Zoom call, unfortunately, you're part of the unlucky people who are going to have to be let go. Oh, my God. But he didn't even make it sound that nice. He was like, I've done this, you know, one other time and it was really hard for me. I cried. I'm like, sir, you just fired these people before the holidays and you made that about you. Seriously? Shut up. Narcissist. Yeah, like, how sick are you? Because it's like, what, two weeks before the holidays? Yeah, basically. Like, sir, I wouldn't be surprised if you walk out of there and they got a hitman waiting for you. Like, (laughs) why would you do that? (laughs) Like, speaking of, yeah, like, speaking of, let's talk about the holidays, right? Since you just made mention about, um, you know, firing people or you know right before the holidays you Mm -hmm. have what i've seen um a lot this year is a lot of people that have been laid off um whether due to them not wanting to get a vaccine whether them due to um job markets or just like the customer clientele is just not as strong um or whatever the case may be um there's a lot of people that have expressed that they are not like this christmas is very different from previous christmases um and i'm i'm on this group page where um it's like my neighborhood and like surrounding neighborhoods and there are a lot of people that are asking for like donations and help to get their kids gifts because you know they don't want the kids to feel like they can't give them a decent christmas so what what does that mean like how, a, how how do you receive that? That's a good question. And I think the issue that we've kind of made with, if we're talking about people celebrating, you know, Christmas specifically, mm-hmm. is that we've now gotten to the point where it's all about gifts, which I mean, that's mm-hmm. fine if you can afford to do that. But set yourself up, set your kids up as they're growing up to learn that it's not necessarily about the presence. Yes, if I can afford to give them to you, that's great. Let's let's focus on, you know, the the bigger picture, which is being with family, which is celebrating that you've made it, you know, to this next year, this next phase. Um, And you can always give gifts throughout the year. It's just like I tell people holidays yeah, they're special, but you don't have to celebrate the holidays on the holidays. If you happen to get a windfall in July and you want to call it Christmas in July, then that's fine. You know, and you shouldn't right. make the biggest deal out of it, but that's how our society is set up. There's, you know, commercials, there's the the TV shows and all that thousands of dollars in gifts. And that's not the reality for everybody. Hmm. So that's kind of what I wanted to hit on. Like, how many people really sit back and think about what if I'm not able to do this? Like, what if I can't keep this up? Right. So 
we talk about these things and like you said okay some people do christmas in july or christmas whenever it doesn't necessarily have to be on christmas but the stress man the anxiety that it puts on you to take every little piece of money you had throughout the year and spend it on this one holiday mm-hmm. is just really exhuming and then not about not only about that people feel obligated to return the gift like if you know somebody's going to get you something even if you can't afford it you will go out of your way to maybe charge it when you know and you right at your limit you should mm-hmm. not do it but that's what society has placed on us that pressure to feel like oh my gosh i gotta get this person this person this person you know so i'm glad that we started pulling names like legit i'm glad <laughs> You and me it both. It doesn't make me feel so obligated to buy for everybody. You, you are absolutely right. I love y'all, and you know, I'm, I'm, I typically only buy for close family, but it's still nice that we as adults can say, okay, we're going to put our name in the hat this year, and then you buy for that one person, and it's what hundred dollar limit, which is yes. doable. You know, like if you right. need to save up in November, that's two checks. That's fifty dollars a check to get someone a gift. That's not right. bad, and I definitely appreciate and I always enjoy the gifts that I've received since we started doing the name oh man me too it has been so fun it's almost like you set a list right but you put more than one thing on that list yep and y'all know I'm my anxiety be about the roof but for this (laughs) for for get like expecting those gifts as an adult it's still so fun you know so it's like we you know we mail gifts to each other or if we see each other in person we hand them over and it's exciting you guys so just a little tip if you all feel pressured um even in your friend circle if y'all feel pressured to have to buy for this one and this one and that one pull names it makes it so much more simpler and everybody won't feel like oh my god i didn't get this person i didn't get this person or Mm -hmm. you may have forgotten a person on accident um so my advice is pull names i love the pulling names definitely worth it um, the other thing I was going to add, you know, to the idea about Christmas, and especially if we're talking about children, is mm-hmm. I absolutely despise the concept that has been out there of if you're not good this year, you don't get anything because you could have a child who is well behaved, who does well academically, who is like the greatest kid ever, and the parents just don't have the funding. And then they're sitting here like, well, what did I do wrong? Why didn't I get? Oh, right. It's so sad. It is. And I don't think that should be okay either. I I agree with you on that. Um, I think that this whole uh, Christmas is just, it's not what it used to be, you know? And you sit back and you watch the years grow and you watch how people change. You watch how the schematics of Christmas change. And just to go back to what we were saying about people feeling like, oh, I can't give my child the same Christmas. Children are happy by the most, like you guys will be surprised <laughs> by the things that my kid, her, like my little kid is, is surprised with, like what she likes. And it don't, it can be us in the kitchen mixing up cookies for Santa. And it doesn't matter if she has one gift. It doesn't matter or whatever. It's that family time and that bond that she is really excited about, you know. And also, there are a lot of programs out there that you can get into um, mm-hmm. early for the parents and people that are looking for 
Um, there's like adopt the families. There yep. is um, Angel Tree. Angel Tree. Yes. There's a lot of different programs out there, um, and even a lot of nonprofits that put in a lot of work, you guys, to make sure um, kids get, you know, a decent Christmas. And it can be something from the Dollar Tree. It doesn't matter. I get the fact that you want to have give your children something to open up. I Trust me, I understand that. So um, just don't think about the dollar value of things, if, if I'm saying that correctly. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I then you know I think memories honestly are more important than, right. than material items. I've always thought that, and even though I don't have my own kids, I've always said that would be my goal is to give my future children memories. So maybe we don't you know have major Christmases, but I take them traveling to other countries and learn other cultures, and they just get to experience that, and that is part of their gift—the gift of knowledge and travel and learning and experience with family because I'm really right. big on that. So like that right. is my idea of of um you know how you celebrate these kind of things. Give them memories. Memories are everything because you can hold on to that. You'll forget the Barbie that plucked the head got plucked off of, you know, after like three weeks. <laughs> right. Like, whatever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yes. on that. So, um, a lot, you know, kind of in line with the idea of the holidays and gift giving, right? There is, right. y'all, there's been the biggest debate. I don't know if you all have seen it on social media, but I'm like, I want to get into this. So there's, there's a whole argument between men and women. Well, I'm not going to say men and women, because some people are still siding with one more than the other, but about mm-hmm. giving males or little boys kitchen play sets have y'all heard about this girl yeah and my thing was here's the thing who says a man can't cook who (laughs) says a man shouldn't cook who says a man can't be in the kitchen i think that's the problem i think a lot of uh this whole men and women gender specific roles of what men and women are supposed to do is bullshit it's straight bull. Like, what my son loves to cook. Okay? He sure does. So, for him to, if he would have said, you know, years ago, mama, I want a kitchen, I would have bought him a kitchen. I don't care because I want my son to be able to take care of himself. I don't want him to have to depend on a woman to say, oh, uh, I got to wait on her to give me something because we know a lot of men out there like that. They will sit there and starve until their wife comes home he looks like some skeleton yeah (laughs) they sitting there sculled up you know because they don't know how to prepare themselves something to eat what is wrong with that I want I would love for the men to tap in and give me your perspective on why do you feel like it's not okay for a man to be in the kitchen or even play with these things when does food kitchen anything become gender specific when, when does that become gender specific I now the Barbie doll thing okay maybe 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 and that's oh. just that's me that's my opinion um <laughs> but the kitchen stuff is kind of like <laughs> is grapes just for females you know is uh chicken just for black people you know you kind of go on to the, and then you start thinking like how did that concept even get misconstrued 
Right. So, well, okay. So, you know, I'm definitely very, I don't know the right word. I don't want to say liberal because I don't really like that word because there's so much weird association with it. I'm very, I'm not conservative. That's what I'll say. When it comes to things like that, I don't know if Mm -hmm. it's because of the field that I'm in, but you know, I was actually talking to a friend, we were having lunch and we were having this conversation specifically about her son and some of the things that he's like requested and wanted. And I was trying to like, I was kind of explaining to her in my mindset we've made things gender specific like that and it's a problem because it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be if the little boys want to play with dolls i think that's okay because in some ways that's also teaching them how to nurture right how to care for something whether it's a barbie doll or a baby doll if they ever want to grow up and be a dad guess what they're gonna have babies they're gonna have real live actual babies so if my kids like hey i want to a baby doll i'm okay i'm okay with that but that's the thing is i'd have to find a husband who is open and agreeable like that and I don't think I could date anyone who's like no my son ain't gonna you know he can't play with Barbie dolls <laughs> like what okay well we just aren't gonna agree on that it's because I think it can be really toxic in some ways and I think that happens a lot if we're talking specifically about the black community absolutely it's like no it's my a phobia of a home. male being gay like in the right. black community it's not acceptable for a male to be gay so I, I feel like a lot of this, this riffraff and this flashback is coming from black men. They want to put on this strong black man persona and they, that means that their little boys can't do certain things. You know, it, that's for a female, that's for a girl. You're not going to do that. That's not okay. Why can't you allow a child to be whoever they are? Exactly. I don't understand the idea of, well, if my kid plays with that, they're going to be gay. I'm like, your kid could play with all the the cars in the world and still end up being gay. Like, Correct. what they play with and how they present has nothing to do with their sexuality. They're not nothing. correlated. Nothing. Nothing. So, I'm, you know, I, I'm against that whole thing. And, y'all, it's been so big. Um where they've been talking about these little boys and these kids said, I do not have a problem with it at all. In fact, I think it's really cute. I, I absolutely adore it. And I ain't nothing sexier than a man in the kitchen. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. But, <laughs> you know, I don't, because when my man want to cook for me, please take the low off of me. Let me kick back, sit back, drink some wine and get in the tub while you cook dinner. <laughs> What's the problem with that? But a lot of them aren't taught that way. So let's change that whole dynamic and make the men feel welcome in the kitchen, please. Because ah, for me, any day, <laughs> I have no problem with that. Do y'all remember on um, Think Like a Man, right? Where old yes. Michael Ely was the chef and he was oh, cooking in bed. Yes, I was Lord. like, Ooh. oh, he had yes, me pregnant Michael. all the time. <laughs> Come on, like Michael. <laughs> Come on, Michael, because I mean, I'll probably be popping out to the left and right. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, you doing all of this Michael. for me? What you yeah. want? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. And it's just, it's, it's a uh, one of those stereotypes. I think that definitely came from the 50s 
probably right. even further than that because you know everything ties to freaking slavery in some way right. so if, if I was to go down the rabbit hole and really deep dive into it I'm sure we could find you know the whole idea about emasculation and you know the the kind of things that slave owners or maybe I should say colonizers or kidnappers that right. owners um, did to these male slaves that really did in essence like physically demasculinize them mm-hmm. um, and so you know like I think it just kind of trickled down and it's continued to go from there and you just have some of these well you know and I won't even just say men because we've said that a lot there are definitely who have that same mindset too of you know, my son can't play with this thing or can't do this thing because he's going to be less of a man. Like, it's, right. it's also toxic. Right. It mm-hmm. is. It is very toxic. Craziness. I can't, I cannot. <sighs> that won't be me. Um, right. You know, if I have kids and I'm always <laughs> going to advocate for the kids, even if I don't have them. Um, you know, if I'm seeing children or I see this kind of dynamic with my friends and they're asking me for my opinion, I'm going to share it. And I'm not afraid to do that. If I hurt feelings, then it's real. But that's me. Right. Don't so, change yourself, sis. I'm not trying to. I'm not <laughs> going to. I argue with people all the time. I have no problem with it. Right. <laughs> we Period. were, um, me and my cousin were having a conversation. Actually, it was something you said earlier and was talking things, right? And we got uh-huh. into because we were talking about, I think it was Kyrie Irving, if I'm not mistaken, and how okay. he didn't want to take the vaccine. And so the um, NBA was telling him, like, he wasn't going to be able to play. Now, I don't know the update with that story, but we were having a conversation just about how she was on the, she was saying, like, it's not fair that people, if they don't take a vaccine, that they lose their job. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's their choice. And that's the consequence of their choice, because consequences aren't always, you know, um, I don't know, negative, because they can have positive right. consequences too, right? But right. I'm like, if you're deciding to do that, which is totally your right, I believe everybody can decide if they want the vaccine or not. You have right. to deal with the consequences of your actions. And she was very much like, well, that's not right. That's not cool. And for some, somehow we ended up talking about um, people in the gay community. I'm like, wait, how did we get here from <laughs> uh, talking about vaccines? Like, I don't understand the correlation, I think I said something about you always have a choice, and then it jumped to, well, they have a choice, and I was like, ooh, okay, we're going to stop this conversation, because this is, obviously, I'm not Yeah, because it can go all the way to the left, and everybody is, everybody has an opinion about something, right? So, with that being said, I just think that this, the whole vaccine thing, and you have a lot of people, y'all, I know a lot of people that I mean, within the same families that mm-hmm. one person may feel like this is a conspiracy theory, whereas the other people are like, you better get the vaccine or else blah, 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 blah. Well, I feel like with any vaccine, if we're given a choice, whether we take it or not, mm-hmm. there are some consequences we may have to suffer or deal with, right? So it's just like growing up as a child, you had the choice, your parent. I'm sorry, not you, because you were the child. Your parents had the choice to get you vaccinated or not. Right. Right. So if you didn't get vaccinated, it was certain things, sports or things that you couldn't participate in because you did not have that vaccination. Right. 
Well, I feel like it's the same thing with the whole COVID thing. Either you get it or you don't. But if you don't, then you have to understand that there's a possibility that one, you might lose your job. Two, you may not be able to go to certain events. Three, mm-hmm. there it, it's it's a lot of things that fall behind it. And whether it's the world's way of saying you have to do this where there's a mandate or whether it's your right to do whatever you want to do, understand you do have a right to choose one way or another, but understand your choice affects the outcome. So I'm kind of like you, <laughs> you got to figure out if you don't want to get it, don't cry about what you can't do when you don't get it. Right. That's that Period. was that was basically my whole argument was, you know, you always have a choice. You can you can decide what you want to do, but you have to be OK with whatever the outcome is once you make that decision. And, right. you know, and a lot of people, of, of course, are going to disagree. Like, that's not fair. Y'all make it making you do anything right because you're getting to say no you if you, you don't just... then here's what the consequences are right that was that was my opinion so right. yeah lots and lots of opinions about and you know we won't all agree but like i said i'm always voicing my opinion and and if it doesn't right. align with yours then that's okay right. you're welcome to yours too which right. speaking of opinions we got another topic Come on, sis. Okay. So recently, y'all, and you can probably look it up or like it's probably on your, your social media somewhere. There was a mom who had been um, or who has uh, several kids. She's married, but one of them is not her husband's biological child, daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the grand or yeah, grandmother. So the mother-in-law um, apparently had some kind of sleepover. And all of the kids, except this one, who was not her son's biological child, got matching PJs. Yeah. So there was a there's a debate going on. Let me tell y'all about this drama right here. Okay. What you think? So I can speak about it on several levels. Okay. Yep. So the first level I'm gonna speak about it is because I am a child of a step parent. My step uh dad and family has never made me feel less than never made me feel like um if they did something when we took pictures I didn't even live with them but my mom made sure that I had on the same outfit the same color like we I, I y'all I don't get it I promise I don't get it so that's it from that view and then my second view is I have a child that was outside of my marriage mm-hmm. so I wish a nigga would. I mean, I don't, can I say that? Like, I wish somebody would tell me <laughs> that my child or show me that you're going to do this for this child and you don't do that for that one. Right. Now, and, and here's the thing that I had to learn because my therapist um, explained this to me. Always yeah. ask the child their personal feelings about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because we as people may feel like, oh, don't make my child feel like that. When at the end of the day, your child really could not care. Like, your child could really be like, well... I don't care. You know, that's that's what they got going on. But mm-hmm. you have some people that it genuinely affects to the point where they're they feel like an outsider. Now for this these people to have what six kids together, five think kids. It, yes, together? it was a pretty good amount. Yeah. Yeah, like five kids together and then that one um that's not for him. I don't know 
who to hold at fault because the grandmother, first of all, you too old for that. Like, yep. Yep. you know better. Like, that is a child. That child ain't got nothing to do with your feelings about the situation. And if so, bitch, ain't none of my children coming. Period. <laughs> ain't nobody going to sleep over. You know, and for the dad, I really need him to step in and say something. Now, he may have, and he may just have an ignorant mama. Like, yep. he may have been like, mama, that's not right. Don't do that. Don't do this. Whatever, whatever. But if that's the case, if he's had that conversation and has stepped in and said something, then now it's time for um, us to talk about what's going to be our next steps. Because I'm not going to allow you to continue to mistreat my child in any given situation. Because guess what? This just the first time that this came out. But I guarantee you, it ain't the first situation that they made this that then this family done been through. Oh, I definitely agree. I was like, so I, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm missing something, trying to like think of all these different scenarios, the reason why, you know, this grandmother didn't get this other child a... It ain't a no crime reason or nothing. It like, wasn't. can't nobody make me think different. Like, she could have said, well, I ain't had no more. Well, damn it, you should have went to some store and you should have at least got the same color. That baby looked like a sore thumb in that picture. Like, it just yeah. didn't look right. Yeah. Um, and you know what? You're right about the asking, you know, the kid. And in this case, this child in particular, the mom had talked to her. And it seems that she feels or felt very excluded because she's made it known because her mom was trying to tell her, like, baby, you don't have to beg anybody to do anything. You know, mm -hmm. you have all that you need here. So obviously this child in particular felt very strongly and does feel and has felt excluded so you know this isn't one of those oh well we don't know how the kid feels we do we know how the kid feels so you know in this case it's just a grandmother an older woman being completely petty because it seems that she doesn't like her daughter-in-law hmm but okay so my next thing is how long do you allow a how long do you stay in a situation where okay so we know in marriage or whatever mm -hmm. um there's a hierarchy that is to be expected and they say oh your husband come first and then your kids and all this kind of stuff but where's the line that is drawn where you say i'm not gonna allow my children to disrespect my spouse i'm not gonna allow nobody else to step in and disrespect my spouse or my children but how long do you stay in a situation where your child feels less than because it'll be a horror story now i watched some id for that mm -hmm. child to wake up and slaughter everybody. Right. You know, like, I'm, but I'm just, I'm being realistic because you don't know what a person is going through mentally, but for you to keep doing something like that to that child and rebellion will soon kick in. Like, it, it, it will start to kick in. And then now, okay, now she's going to be disrespectful to the stepfather. And now you're going to build this wedge of singling out this one child and why they're doing certain things mm -hmm. like yeah that's just it's a sad situation so i for me personally um i don't know if i would be able to stay in a marriage that way because family is very important to me it's the top of the list if my family is not doesn't get along like in my spouse and you have some people that don't care like okay this is my husband i'm married to him i don't care what your mama your dad or anybody else say you know they they can completely exclude everybody else out their relationship for me it's a little different um i do care about my family and i care about my spouse's family as well if they didn't get along 
um, or my family didn't get along with my spouse or whatever, y'all, I, that just would be a no-go for me. Like, 100% the truth. Because my family I, is everything to me. I, I, You know I agree with that. I, um, I just don't understand how people can do that. And as far as, you know, you asking, like, how long does someone do this? I think in my mind, and maybe it's because I'm thinking, you know, like a therapist and I haven't mm-hmm. been in the situation, I don't know. But I feel like if you've set these boundaries and you're telling someone like, I'm not okay with this, you've tried everything you can in your control to change that dynamic and it's not working and the husband or the wife isn't saying anything and that they this person around y'all's kids, then at that point, right. I think I'll be like, no, I'm not okay with this. Like, we gonna have to figure some things out. It's either me and you, we got to talk it out and establish boundaries with this relationship. As in, unless she starts including all of the kids, then they can't go or, right. you know, or we're going to end up divorced. Cause I'm not about to right. have my child feeling about someone who should be family. Right. Period. Period. Like I, I agree 100% with those statements. So I just, you know, I, I feel strongly strongly against everything that happened with that whole situation I just I don't think that the child deserves to go through that like I just don't it's not fair I agree you well sis you know me you know I love my brother-in-law and his family but you know for a while that I was feeling some kind of way about <laughs> you know my nephew <laughs> and my niece well and how you know help. I I was too. Um, for I know it's a while. An age difference, but so yeah, okay. So let me say this: yes. I, for a long time, was feeling um a little bit weird, also, and then I also had to think about this was their first time being in a situation like this, right? And um, with Jamarian with his dad and I'm having such an active role in his life, I really think that that's the thought process that they had as well, which doesn't excuse um, a lot. But see, Jamarian would never tell me how he actually felt. He would tell everybody else. And so I never had, you know, and I would, it's not like people would just exclude him and say, oh no, we're not going to invite him. Right. They always have, always did. He would say, no, I don't want to come. So for a long time, I just, I didn't, I, I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, why is my kid feeling like this? Like, what is going on? But I had to sit back and allow that space for mm-hmm. my kid to feel comfortable enough to come and tell me how he was actually feeling and what was going on. So we do oftentimes put our own feelings in, in the forefront of a situation Um and you do have a lot of kids that will tell others how they're feeling or what they're going through and not tell the parents, yep. you know? Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I asked him, like, why Why you don't want to come? Like, why you don't want to do this? And he's like, oh, because I'm going with my dad and him. Or, you know, I get bored doing this or whatever like that. And I, I get it as a child. Like, I understand that aspect. And I never want him place or feel like he's not wanted not welcome not loved because I went through a lot of those emotions um coming up as a child so um you know y'all stay in therapy because I'm telling you it really (laughs) changes 
changes the way you view things and the way you handle a lot of situations. So um, I'm glad now that he's an adult and that he's very open. Like we talk a lot, you know, the kid tells me a lot. So I'm very <laughs> grateful for the relationship that we have. And um, just moving forward, you all like, just please talk to your children, ask them how they're feeling ask them if you have some concerns about things, um, if you're feeling a certain way, because they could be feeling that same way as well, or they could be feeling totally different from what you uh, feel. Um, so just, yeah, be that open book with your kid. Like, allow them to, to, to come and vent to you and have that, that space. Right. I think that's an important thing, you know, to talk about. I, I think I had one parent or heard one parent say like, so there's, you know, there's mom, mom, and then there's friend, mom. And I love that mm -hmm. they made a distinction because they made it comfortable for their child to be able to come and talk to them about it without feeling like they were going to be chastised or in trouble for feeling right. the way that they felt and voicing those opinions. So I do. I love how mature <laughs> he has right. gotten and how he right. responds and acts and like, we definitely have a interesting relationship too because now we we chill we chill right <laughs> right oh baby because they used to argue y'all charisma is petty <laughs> like and it's so crazy because jamarian is petty too and as a child he would be like so like a little gnat in your ear that you just hear buzzing and you can't find it like that was my that was jamarian and it's like now to see him in his adult stage and he's so chilled and so mellow and it's like, wow, now Kai is that gnat in his ear. So I'm like, see, right. like, see, you get what you get. <laughs> but now, you know, his relationship with everybody is like amazing. He's, he's the most loving person that I, I you know, to date, but you know, that to have in my life, like the kid right. is amazing. He, he's amazing. <laughs> He is. He is. Oh, my goodness. So um, as we kind of wind down and wrap up, I have a quick question for you because okay. the, the new year's coming up. Right. So mm -hmm. um, and you might have to think about it. So maybe you could mention it on the next episode. Well, no, I'm just thinking because you I don't want to put you on the spot. But okay. what is like do you have a word for the year 2020 you would want to use or a goal specifically like to kind of summarize what you want your year of 2020 to look like goals okay that's period goals goals um, all right yeah so i um i'm glad you brought that up and I'm gonna save it for y'all though. <laughs> for the next one. We gonna I promise y'all we're gonna do one before the new year. Like I promise. Okay. I promise. We're gonna do another before the new year. And oh, I'm yeah. gonna talk about why I chose that word. Okay? Yes. I love so it. So what about you? What is your word for 2022? Ooh, you know what? Immediately, like when I asked you the question, I was like, well, dang, I ain't thought about it for myself either. But um, like my mind immediately jumped to abundance. That is, that's going to be my word for 2022 is abundance okay. and it, it means so many things right you know right, so right. we could definitely get into that also in the next episode before the new year and that'll be our challenge for y'all is to think about what word you want to represent your year for 2020 um Absolutely. speaking of I am actually going to be doing a digital vision board party 
through okay. um, my coaching group, Rooted Ambition Coaching and Consultation, or Coaching and Development. Lord, see, I got the name wrong. Anyways, <laughs> um, we, we're on Facebook, and you can register and sign up on there. There'll be a link for you to register, um, and it'll be all digital, unless you want to do a physical board, which you can. But I think creating and having that word in mind will go a long way, whether you're actually joining my vision board party or you do your own thing. Having a word in mind can go a really long way because it gets you to kind of narrow down and focus on what it is you want to accomplish in 2022, which is right around the corner. Right, right. Y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Today was great. I'm glad that we can always pick up how we left off. And um we hope y'all enjoyed our topics today, and uh, we will be back before the New Year's to give y'all some more uh, thoughts about what we're <laughs> going to do with 2022. Exactly. Um, let's keep the conversation going in the next episode. Can't wait to chat with y'all. Hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, guys. Have a Merry Christmas. Stay safe, and uh, y'all enjoy y'all's families. bye bye